You're listening to the RSA Conference podcast, where the world talks security. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to this edition of our RSA C365 podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Casey Zirkus, Senior Content Manager with RSA Conference. And today we're looking at threat modeling and how to become a threat modeling subject matter expert with my guest, Ashwini Sidi. Before we get started, I want to remind our listeners that here at RSAC, we host podcasts twice a month, and I encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on your preferred podcast app so that you can be notified when new tracks are posted. And now I'd like to ask Ashwini to take a moment to introduce herself before we dive into today's topic. Ashwini, over to you. Hey, Casey. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to be here on RSA Podcast. And about me, I'm from Dell Technologies and I do all things threat modeling, uh, work with the product teams to ensure that they do their threat modeling right, uh, ensure that uh, we are innovating with threat modeling. We have the latest threats in a list of library uh, that are applicable and provided to all of our teams. So pretty much all I do is threat modeling and threat modeling. And that is why we have you here today. We're excited <laughs> to have you join us. To get started, I want to ask some clarifying questions because threat modeling is kind of this thing that I'm not sure everyone understands. Certainly I don't. And when I think of threat modeling, I think of like vulnerabilities and penetration testing. So maybe you could lay the groundwork for us. Is threat modeling something in and of itself? Is it distinctively different from penetration testing? Do the two work together or independently? Yeah, so let me start off by giving you the textbook definition of what is threat modeling. So if you go by the threat modeling manifesto, threat modeling is about analyzing representations of a system, which could be a product, a component, uh, an application, an offer, a solution, and highlight concerns about security and privacy characteristics of the system. So it's about analyzing representations of a system to understand where things could go wrong with respect to security and privacy. So that is the textbook definition of threat modeling. So let me break it down to a much more fun definition, right? So threat modeling is a conceptual analysis where you would draw out the system representation on probably a whiteboard or on a piece of paper or even on a PPT or a Word document. And look at it from a hacker's perspective. When you're performing a pen testing activity or when you're performing a ethical hacking activity, or even let's say if you're a hacker trying to get into a system, you would need to recon, understand the characteristics of the system. You need to weaponize. You need to exploit, go through that entire cyber kill chain and then get into a system, right? It's so much hard work, so much dedication, and you're spending considerable amount of time on this. Organizations today do not have that amount of time to weaponize and deliver and exploit, install, and then realize the attack. Right. It takes a considerable amount of time. So with threat modeling, the fun part of it is you look at the representation of a system and think like a hacker. You see, oh, I am using basic authentication uh, for API related authentication here. It means that credentials are probably sent over clear text. It means that anybody can sniff them out and get access to the system. 
it also translates that I shouldn't be using this basic authentication and I should probably be using better uh, authentication mechanisms for my APIs, right? So it helps you design better. It helps you put in better security controls. So a threat modeling activity is a design level activity. Your secure development lifecycle has different phases, the design phase, the development phase, for the development phase, you probably have like a static code analysis verification activity. After you've built in your code, if it has a web component, you're probably doing a web application scan. Similarly, threat modeling is the security verification for your design uh, phase of the development lifecycle. It is a conceptual analysis where you're looking at your design and trying to break into it like a hacker without actually getting your hands dirty like a hacker. I love all of the detail. And what I love most is the enthusiasm that I can hear in your voice when you talk about the fun of threat modeling. So where does threat modeling fall in the greater security team? Is it part of security? Is it part of DevOps team? Like what's important about it, where it sits? So I think threat modeling activity shouldn't be part of like a security team or even outside of any of your development lifecycle, right? So it it should be baked into your development lifecycle. The whole point of doing threat modeling is to shift security left. You're starting to look at security right when your design is finalized or when your design is being drafted. So threat modeling activity fits in best at your design phase uh, during your development lifecycle. So it is part of your development process itself. It's not sitting out as a different security activity or something over the CI/CD pipeline that is automated. I don't think so. So it, it has to maximize the benefit of the activity. It has to tie back to your design phase. But let's say for whatever reason, you missed out doing threat modeling at your design phase. Not a worry, right? It does not mean that it's a waste of time to be doing it at a later point in time. Even if your code is ready, you can still go back and look at your design to say, oh, yes, okay, these are the design issues and put them in your backlog and pick it up as and when you think you have bandwidth with respect to your uh, you know, priorities uh, within the project. Uh, but having said that, I, it has to be, you know, a well balance between functionality and uh, addressing issues found through threat modeling. Critical and high issues, it's good to fix them much earlier in the release cycle. Maybe for a medium and low, you can have a plan and put them in the backlog and pick it up in the next release cycle. So balancing between your functionality and findings from threat modeling activities become important. And that's how uh, you really integrate security and bake in security within your development lifecycle. If you did threat modeling at the design or even after a later point in your development lifecycle, and if you're not doing anything with the results, it means that you've not really done a threat modeling activity. All, all the effort that has been invested to do a threat modeling exercise is just gone for a waste, right? So to close the loop for a threat modeling activity, it's important that you come back and address the findings. And that can happen just right before the release too. So for me, a threat modeling activity ideally sits at the design, but you know, depending upon the context of your uh, program, uh, it could very well uh, fit into the entire development lifecycle. And so, you know, thinking about organizations where resources are limited, um, what are the risks with not 
including threat modeling as part of the development team, you know, and it's, it's complicated, right? Because you talk about shifting left and shifting Mm -hmm. left still is bringing security into DevOps. So, you know, where should an organization with limited resources be prioritizing in terms of threat modeling development and release? All right. So threat modeling is an intensive activity, especially if you're doing it for the first few times. So there's not really a need to be doing threat modeling every sprint. If you have a two-week sprint, it doesn't make sense to be doing a threat modeling activity. If you're new, you're probably going to take that one full week to be doing threat modeling, right? So it doesn't really add up. Your time to market, your time to release is is mostly taken up by threat modeling and you're not really going to get ahead of your market or uh, competitors by just doing threat modeling throughout the sprint, right? So obviously there has to be some sort of a business alignment uh, to your threat modeling activity. So clearly call out uh, the times that when you should be doing a threat modeling. A threat modeling activity is essential when you're building a new product or an application. A threat modeling activity is essential when you have like a major change in existing system. You're moving from a data-centric monolithic architecture to microservices architecture. Or you're probably moving from the data center to the cloud. Uh, You have specific cloud components coming into the picture. Or you've changed uh, specific components in the system. You're moving from SQL databases to NoSQL database. Or you're having specific forms or interfaces added where users can access the content more or provide more information uh, where a lot of data is collected and processed. So all of these change the attack surfaces, um, change the way that an attacker could get into the system if there's a gap. So such scenarios change in interfaces, addition of components or migrating to something new would call for a threat modeling activity. Or maybe it's a highly publicized release. You're talking about the release the press is talking about, and there are a lot of bug bounty hunters and researchers waiting to get their hands on your system, right? In that case, to avoid a PR nightmare, even if your designs not change drastically, it would be helpful to do your due diligence and do a threat modeling activity. So it's important to identify when's the right time to be doing threat modeling. It's not really required to be doing threat modeling every release. As in when there are new design changes, I think a threat modeling activity is required, but otherwise it's okay to skip your threat modeling activity. So as, you know, the person who lives and breathes threat modeling, you are able to determine when it is essential to do a threat modeling activity. How does one become a threat modeling subject matter expert? So I think there are a lot of ways to become a threat modeling expert. Uh, Let me just talk about uh, my journey towards threat modeling. I started off as a pen tester, which means I got access to all of the tools that pen testers use. The Burp Suite, WebCode, Metasploit, uh, all of these tools. I knew how I could use these tools to break into existing systems. So when I look at a system now, I know that, okay, this is an entry point. I could use so-and-so tool, 
with so-and-so exploit and then get into this system. So having been a pen tester helps me to know the background of a hacker, right? How probably a hacker would think and what tools he or she would use to get into the system. So that is of great help. And also the fact that I was a security architect trying to build multi-factor authentication solutions into banking systems uh, means that I've also learned how to build systems and think like a hacker and try to stay one step ahead of the hack. So in a threat modeling activity, if I put on a hacker's hat and understand, okay, this is where things could go wrong. I could use so-and-so tool to get into this system. Then I also use my security architecture experience and go a step forward and put in a mitigation or a control to ensure that, okay, I know this hacker is going to do that, but I am going to go a step forward and do this so that a hacker cannot go outside of this control. Right. So I think the combination of being a pen tester and a security architect helps me be this threat modeling expert. Uh, but I'm not saying that this is the only way. I'm sure there are people with different journeys. Um, yeah. So a good knowledge of all of the threats in the industry and how a general system works, I think, is the baseline or the necessary foundation to be a threat modeling expert. And knowing that the industry needs more threat modeling experts, do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Uh, With respect to threat modeling, don't look at a threat model right away and get thrown off and think that, oh my God, this is so complicated. It's not as complicated as it looks. If you spend some time, do two to three threat models for generic apps like an e-commerce platform. We all use online shopping, right? So if you just sat down and thought about what probably the architecture for an e-commerce website looks like and what what are the different threats that could be applicable to this system, I think you've started your journey on threat modeling. And I'm sure all of you watch Netflix or Amazon uh, Prime, etc. right? So if, if you just tried and thought about what does the architecture for this system look like and then try to understand where things could go wrong for Netflix. Uh, As an attacker, what could I do with it? Right. I think it's a good starting point. And that sort of builds that curiosity and takes you forward. Uh, So I think just go ahead and start thinking in that direction and try some hands-on exercise around threat modeling. And I think you should get there. I love that. Thank you. Just dive right in, right? (laughs) Ashwini, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Casey. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. To find products and solutions related to threat modeling, we invite you to visit rsaconference.com forward slash marketplace. Here you'll find an entire ecosystem of cybersecurity vendors and service providers who can assist with your specific needs. Please keep the conversation going on your social channels using the hashtag RSAC and be sure to visit rsaconference.com for new content posted year round. Until next time.